Hey y'all, you are with your host, Rebecca Ann, healer, priestess, and generational multimillionaire. And this is Healer Unleashed, a safe space where healers from around the world gather to share their stories, gifts, and wisdom. We open the space fully protected and held in the love. Let the healing begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Healer Unleashed episode. I don't even know, maybe <laughs> 14, maybe 15, somewhere in there in the teens. Um, today I am with one of my beautiful soul sisters, Ashley, who is a trauma and movement specialist and focuses on women's vitality. Uh, she helps high performing women transform physical and emotional, I love that, physical and emotional trauma so that they can reclaim their body, restore balance, and attune to their power. Mm. Oh, y'all, let that sink in. Feel the power of those words. Ashley, it's an honor to have you here today. It's an honor to have you in this space as we kind of drop in. Welcome. Mm -hmm. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. And I even let that drop in. I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yes, right. I read that and I was like, wow, what powerful words to transform physical and emotional trauma because mm -hmm. there's both, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, and I love how you point that out, Ashley, like physical and emotional trauma, because like we can have a physical injury, you mm -hmm. know, that creates trauma in the body. But also the emotional mm -hmm. side too. Girl, that's yeah. powerful. So welcome to this space. And first, I really want to just start off by asking like, what was your journey to get to this spot? I want to hear like a glimpse into your journey of how you became this trauma and movement specialist and mm -hmm. what that means too. Like, what was the journey and what is that power behind it? I feel like there's, they're telling me there's a juicy story or something here. <laughs> oh, it's so juicy. <laughs> I love it. The juiciest. I love it. When I was on that journey, I was like, oh, this is so juicy. <laughs> you were probably like dragging your legs. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> well, and I don't know if you've had this experience with your journey, but you're, there's like an aspect of you that's on it that's like dragging your legs. And then there's an aspect of you that doesn't even know you're on it. Uh, yes. Like, that there's, there's something that you're doing that's part of it. That's the bridge that you don't even know is the bridge. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And for me, that bridge that I didn't even realize is the bridge to today was my love of fitness. So that was, that was part of that bridge that brought me to the movement specialist aspect of, um, that title that we yeah. shared. Yeah. Um, but the, all the trauma piece has been, I've been in numerous car accidents and my first car accident was at the age of 19 mm. and that was the worst one I would say. But interestingly, so th this is probably why it's juicy. So yeah. worst in terms of hit by a drunk driver mm. on the highway. So it was very high speeds. Yeah. Um, 
and broke my back, broke my cheek, broke all kinds of bones in my body. Had to have surgery and that recovery piece. But interestingly, like healing from physical injuries is really easy because your body just does it. And there's usually a timeline that you're given and so on and so forth. Not that it was like, it was fun, but (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's easy. It's the emotional piece that you're like digging. It's like the dragging of the legs. (laughs) It's all that deep digging. You feel like you're in a well and all of that. Mm. Um, Mm. So it wasn't until I had a second accident, like 14 years later, Wow. Okay. Yeah. That I was told by a family friend who is a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, psychologist, I believe. Um, She said that since I had another accident and that it being, it's the same, will have the same effect on my body. It could bring up past trauma. So that's when I started my healing journey in healing PTSD, um, learning a lot more about the connection between, so when I had my first accident and had all those injuries and had surgery, I really didn't have pain. Mm. And we can experience pain from an injury or we don't have to. Okay. Coming to the second accident where I didn't have any physical injuries, I had a lot of pain because of what it awoke in my body. Wow. So, yeah. So, going through that process up until today, I mean, there's always an aspect of something that we're like, oh, here's this thing that's showing up. Amen. Um, Amen. That's related to the past. Uh, it's been the emotional piece and seeing how that connects with the physical piece and the wisdom of the body and the language of the body and all of that. So. Wow. So what I'm hearing here is a lot, what it sounds like from the second accident, you said you were having more pain, but it was due because it was reawakening that trauma from the first time. Correct. So you were in like a PTSD response. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Can you kind of help people understand what that means? Because I have a feeling we have some listeners right now, maybe live or listening on the podcast being like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I think I'm in PTSD right now. I think mm-hmm. I'm experiencing trauma over again in the, like it's in the present moment, but mm-hmm. I know it's a trauma from the past. Mm-hmm. Can you explain PTSD? Can you give more information here? I really feel like people like wanting to know more. Yeah. So there's a few pieces. So I want to back up to that time period between my first accident and my second accident, that 14 years. So the way that I was experiencing life during that time, and not that it was when I realized when I was because part of that time I lived with my parents. So I was in a very safe and comfortable known environment. Okay. So I was not reeling in my mind and feeling overwhelmed by life. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. 
um, having all sorts of anxiety and worry. And so I wasn't, when I, I realized when I was in a safe space, a comfortable environment, I wasn't having those PTSD responses that we don't often recognize as PTSD responses. Okay. When I was out here living in Colorado on my own, yes. <laughs> making a life for myself where it would, like, there was lots of uncertainty, yeah. lots of unknowns, um, in creating a life for myself, that's when I was hit up against or coming up against a lot of anxiety, a lot, like just feeling overwhelmed all the time. And like I was, could only move between a few emotions and those few emotions were, um, frustration, mm. overwhelm, mm. um, not feeling like I could say what I was really thinking or feeling. Yeah. Um, those were in like anger, but not anger, I guess, reactionary anger. And that's what I felt like when I saw that pattern, like, why can't I seem to like the question that I kept coming up with is why can't I seem to move outside of this? Mm. It like felt like a hamster wheel. So that those were the symptoms of the PTSD for me. And it's a lot of also what I see with clients in terms of the overwhelm. I can't seem to make a decision about things. I don't have time. Like everything just feels stressful. Like just, and you might not even, I find this too, and I can relate to it when I think back to my past, you might not even think that you're stressed because it's such a norm for you to be stressed. Yeah. And the other thing I found with myself where fitness kind of helped me um, in regulating my body. So I'll get into a little more of that technical stuff was um, I couldn't seem to relax unless I wore myself out. So it was that extreme of all this energy, like pent up kind of that anxiety and I had to like release it and I'd release it through fitness, but I had to release it to an extent where I was like, then like just so tired on the couch. (laughs) Wow. That's real though. So many of us I know can resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And I want to take a pause here to let people know that that is a trauma response. Mm -hmm. Running and running and going and pushing your Mm -hmm. body to the nth degree Mm -hmm. until you're literally wiped out on the couch, like trying to keep your eyes open is Mm -hmm. a trauma response, y'all. Yes. Thank you for that, Ashley. So important. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think the part that I wanted to bring in in terms of like PTSD. So yes, all of that was a trauma response and trauma symptoms. And I, I have to say this because it's just so funny to me now. Like when we met last year at this time, yes, right at Mexico, time. around this time last year for a retreat. And I was actually in a trauma response then. <laughs> and that was, and it's part of this whole thing um, of like, 
I have to act a certain way. I have to be a certain way. And um, we called it the robot at the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh, Ashley, I just have to say, like, I was in a trauma response at that time too. A hundred percent I was in a trauma response. So I'm with you, girl. With you. Yeah. So what that feels like in the body or how we can recognize it is, you know, some of those outers like running and going and pushing through, like I just have to get to the other side. But when I think of the robot and not being in our fullest expression, it's this very rigid, like you're keeping yourself um, small, you may notice your posture kind of, even if it's not exaggerated, hunched over, there's just this, I'm not making myself big and known and seen. So it's just very, I'm keeping everything to myself Mm. and you, you, you have all these running thoughts within that you can't seem to express. Um, very rigid in your mentality around that, like, I may not be able to say this, or they might react this way. Like always trying to come up with what people might do if you say a thing. (laughs) Oh my, that's so real, y'all. I struggle with that. I still struggle with that to this this moment. Totally. I feel that. Totally. Um, And the thing to recognize that I think is always like a really big aha to people is that what is happening in the body so it's it's just this loop and you don't have to identify which one comes first but when you're aware of this you might be able to pick up sooner when it's happening Mm -hmm. so our experience all experiences are happening in and through our body the good the bad Mm -hmm. all of it and some of those experiences we are able to allow move through us like the happier ones it's it's a lot easier to allow ourselves to feel that not always because I know that I've experienced like oh I can't feel too happy or something might happen (laughs) I just was gonna say that yes (laughs) um but when we stop something, when we're like clamping down on it, when we're like hesitant to feel it all the way, it gets stored in the body. So that's what happens with trauma that's been repressed. It gets stored someplace in the body, yeah. which is why we may notice when we're having a trauma sp- response, we have either pain in an area when nothing happened. Yeah. Or we feel blocked in our voice and nothing happened to block us in our voice. It's just Mm -hmm. where it's showing up in the body. Yeah. And we can notice too, what thoughts does that trigger in your mind? What stories does it start to tell? Yeah. And so that works both ways. Sometimes the story, you notice the stories first and then you notice where it's showing up in your body. But it's always when you affect one so you can go at it from either direction yeah when you affect one you affect the other so right and i just want to take a moment i really really resonate with what you're talking about here with ptsd trauma response and the looping 
Mm-hmm. That happened to me and it happens to me a lot as I recover from my own um, personal traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, I get caught in a loop where I'm almost like a pendulum mm-hmm. swinging from one emotion of righteous anger and very, very angry to like swinging to the other side of like in pain or like in, in not in physical pain, but like in emotional pain or feeling like, oh, you know, poor me or like that pain feeling. Mm-hmm. and you're so right. It's all in the body. So my therapist always helps me to like end the, to stop the loop or to like get in the loop and start like stopping it. Right. Because I would swing so harsh to one side and I would be hyper arousal, which is like very high energy and like angry and like a lot of energy to like hypo where you're like kind of towards depression um, and like very low energy and I'm like, can't get out of bed. And I want people to know that that's a trauma response. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. And I know Ashley and I both can say we've we've both been there. I know you've probably had your own loopings. Mm -hmm. I've had, still have my Mm -hmm. own loops that go on and that we're with you as you come to start diving into this. And I love how you talk about, you can take it, you can go either in somatically, like into the body to start healing it. So you can like insert into the body or start feeling the body of where that trauma is being held and insert through there and start working through it. Or you can go into the emotion, right? Mm -hmm. Like into that, I'll go in through that anger, I feel. Mm -hmm. Start exploring that. And then it'll start going from anger and then I'm going to start going to that pain and like that, oh, poor me feeling, right? And that's kind of mm-hmm. how I um, navigate through my body and my trauma. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say I really resonate with what you're saying. And I want to keep hearing more of your journey mm-hmm. <laughs> about how to start recovering. Because I think we've been talking about Mm-hmm. symptoms and we've been talking about and helping people correlate oh wow i'm experiencing that or mm-hmm. i've experienced that or i'm in that right now mm-hmm. how what are the steps we can take to begin reclaiming the body mm-hmm. i love i want to point out something that i love that you pointed out um with pain that emotional pain yeah. is like is usually the piece of it that can feel so challenging to move through. And it's like when you don't want to move, (laughs) even though that, even though, you know, that movement will help. It's like the time you don't want to move and physical pain, the same, but I feel like I kept on mentioning physical pain and yes, the emotional pain is just as, challenging. Yeah, um, it is. It, it, it makes you want to sit in bed. And yeah. to the point where I felt like I couldn't get out of bed and I was like, I know I need to move my body and I would start to move my body. And I felt so heavy. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was a thousand pounds. I felt like lifting my arm was so heavy. I was like, Oh my God, why is this so difficult right now? It's the response. Yeah. Yeah. It's the trauma in the body. Yeah. So how do we begin reclaiming the body? I'm excited for this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are so many ways that you Uh, can do this. Yeah. Um, I really like 
to make this because as you were saying, like you can feel so heavy and so scared and so fearful of, um, you know, for people with physical pain, it could be of hurting themselves again. There's that huge fear there. And just with the emotional pain, as you know, and as I know too, it's that like, I just feel like I can't move. I just feel stuck here. I like to call that sometimes like the, um, the swamp. You feel like you're in a swamp. Yes. <laughs> yes. So true. You do. It's like moving through mud. It's so slow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I really like to make it, if you can think of any of this as fun. <laughs> we can. <laughs> I like to make it fun because when we, it, there's also so much ego identity wrapped up in this. Um, you know, these stories and these experiences that we've had that we kind of have to get the ego to calm down. <laughs> and right. The way that I've found for the ego to calm down is through play, through, you know, tapping into our joy. And when we're in a very low emotional place, you can't just jump all the way up to joy. No. Well, y'all, we're so, not talking about bypassing here. That's so we're not doing that. <laughs> no. We're not doing that. But it's like those little, what are the little steps yeah. that we can begin taking to get there. Um, so for me, I know, like, like I said, that fitness piece that in music and just feeling like I'm dancing, like that's the thing, honestly, that drove me. Like I was thinking more recently, like, why did I even start becoming a fitness instructor? And here are the reasons, like, it's just funny. I liked listening to music and dancing and feeling like I was in a club. <laughs> yes, I love it. And I was like, oh, when you're an instructor, you get a free membership to the gym. So when I have a family, <laughs> because they were all, I was always an instructor at gyms that were like lifestyle gyms. So they had like the place for the kids to go and the oh, pool yeah. and all the things. Yes. So I was like, oh, this will work out perfectly when I have a family. Oops, I haven't had a family yet. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be like those tiny things like putting on a song because song brings up emotion. Mm. So whether you need to... Um, you know, if we think of the emotional guidance scale and if we're all the way down in fear and depression, um, I'm not going to remember them all in order, but it's like anger is down there with it. So if, if we can put on a song to elicit or even a movie mm -hmm. to elicit the emotional response to just release, to yeah. get us a little further up that scale, that can be a way to navigate and begin reclaiming the body a big one too with song or music is voice when you start singing wow. i love singing i used to do karaoke like all the time <laughs> Me um, too. <laughs> a really funny story i need to tell because i feel like ashley will like this tell it 
My sister and I, uh, my sister and I used to go to Applebee's down from our house on Friday nights at mm-hmm. like age, like she was like probably 14 and I was probably like 16 and we would do karaoke at Applebee's, <laughs> Applebee's like down from our house with like maybe two other people there and like sing karaoke. That is real life. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. My sister was like literally probably 13. <laughs> And we would go to Applebee's down or from our house. Um, and yes, just sing karaoke with like two <laughs> other people in there. <laughs> Who knew that Applebee's had karaoke? I did not know that. Our Applebee's did. I don't know. Sometimes we even like walked or rode our bike because it was so close. <laughs> God. That's awesome. <laughs> so funny. Keep going. <laughs> um, so singing. Yes. Can start open opening up that expression so it's all about because the trauma is a repressed response so any way that we can be again opening to expression and that release is going to help us um, reclaim our body Mm. yeah so those are like two pretty i think those are pretty simple um because even when you're in that lowest of low places, you can put on a movie and we all, we usually know what movies I even had, um, my chiropractor long ago. Cause I did, um, a modality that we did together. I started doing back in 2013 for PTSD, which was network spinal analysis, Yeah, which is super powerful. Like I tell, I tell people to try that out all the time because it's, it's so powerful, especially when you stick with it yeah. long-term. Yeah. Um, so he had given me a list of like, mo- like if you don't know movies that make you cry, here's a list. <laughs> 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 but it's funny because I wouldn't say, and maybe we had this conversation too, um, that I'm not a natural crier but I can see commercials, like even commercials or some little bitty, like feel good, good morning America moment. And I'll like start crying. So I need like something to help me yeah. actually cry. Me too. Me too. <clears throat> I feel you. Yeah. So that's, those are some ways exercise, but movement, because what I find with people is that sometimes when people are in a trauma response and this was me and i've seen it with clients you may be attracted and this isn't to downplay any challenging exercise at all of course but you may be attracted to certain types of exercise when you're in that hypo arousal like hit and yeah. things that are just going to kind of beat you down or like boot campy things. Yes, yes, yes. And when you're in a lower place, um, that hypo arousal, it may be like yoga may sometimes even feel like, oh, that's too much. Like I can't move through those um, postures or movements. Yeah. And that's when, like, when we're between these extremes, like bringing in just authentic movement Mm -hmm. that can be walking. It can be walking like you normally go out and walk. Yeah. 
but it can even be walking heel to toe, like very intentionally and slowly in the grass with your breath. So connecting movement of the body with your breath. Yeah. Because sometimes when we're in those more drastic exercise states, we we're not thinking about our breath and our body movement together. Yeah. And another thing is just moving. Did I get cut off or is it no, okay? No, you're good. It's um, moving. Okay. Um, authentic dance. So just moving how your body wants to move, even if it starts out like you're kind of hunched over. Sometimes what I'll do with clients is noticing a our posture in that feeling and emotion. Mm -hmm. And then if we want to, because if we change our posture, mm -hmm. changes our physiology, changes our psychology. So we can change our posture and that can change how we're experiencing our thoughts, how we're experiencing our emotions. Mm -hmm. So even simple changing your position, wow. even, even simple things like changing something in your environment to elicit that feeling of joy, whether that's buying flowers yeah. um, or putting something out that may be in a closet that brings you a lot of joy, like a good memory. Mm. So. Wow. So I'm loving what I'm hearing here around Begin just by changing your posture, you can start um, opening up something there. You're saying like even just like maybe pulling back your shoulders a little bit, sitting more a little upright here will help open you up. I just want to recap. So posture. I also really like how you're talking about intentional walking. I don't know why that really called to me. I was like, wow, that sounds really nice. Like being really intentional, like Ashley said, y'all with like heel to toe. And as you're walking, like really, I'm like, I'm going to do that today on my walk, like really get intentional with how I'm walking, how the ground underneath my feet feels on my body. I love that. I love how you brought that in because I think that's so important when we're in a trauma response is getting super intentional with movement. Mm -hmm. um, and really, you don't need to speed up movement. What I find a lot when I'm in a trauma response, you need to slow it down mm -hmm. and get more intentional with movement and take it literally, my therapist says like micro movement to micro movement, really like bringing it back to the body. Mm -hmm. That is so amazing. And Ashley also said, she said like expression, right? Like she was talking about singing, singing, mm -hmm. like putting on your favorite song and singing or dancing. Like that's one of my favorite ones. Like dancing is my thing. I'm going to get up and like try to flail and like move and I don't know, like do my craziness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that looks like. And it's so true. It like helps you jump out of that, not jump out of the response, but it helps me to like kind of come back. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, it's like feel like feel a part of yourself again. Yes. Right. It's right. like, okay, there I am. Yes. I'm in my body and it feels safe to be in my body. And sometimes it, you have to kind of pull it, pull it down and in. <laughs> Even so doing glad. that, I'm like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you said that because so many times <clears throat> I have to do that, especially for us 
we were in a trauma response where we like to run a lot, where we like to go, 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 sprint, like keep going, right? It's really like that hyper arousal. We're getting like lots of energy, right? What I love to do is like pause and what you were just doing, like pull it back in Mm -hmm. because I start to feel my energy creep up towards the top of my head, like up towards my face and it's at my third eye and then it's at like the top of my head and like then I start to feel it spew out a little bit and I'm like oh I can feel that mm-hmm. pull it back in I love that movement we're just mm-hmm. taking our hands down from the top of the head and pulling it back in through the heart through the stomach into the womb even wherever it needs to go mm-hmm. like pulling that energy back in and another one I like to do actually I don't know if this is even a thing I'm not a really specialist in this area just from my own time, but like also folding my energy in. I'll take my arms out and then I'll fold. Oh, I like that. Yes. Cause I find sometimes when I get dissociated from my body or I'm in a major response and I dissociate, my energy goes right of my body. Mm. The light go right. It'll either go up or it's going to shine out like, or it's going to come out like right around here to my right. And so what I start to do y'all is I start to like, fold in the energy, especially into my throat, into my chest, into my solar plexus and my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I just imagine and seeing that energy, like pulling it back in, pulling it back in. And then from there, kind of moving with it. It's kind of like you have to move the energy back yeah. into the body too. You do. Like- <laughs> you do. That, yeah. that reminds me of a few things. So yes. I want to go back to the foot piece because this has been super powerful for me recently um, because, and it reminds me too, because I've heard clients say this and you might hear this from people like, I just want to feel supported or I don't feel supported. And so the ground, when we are not feeling supported, it's hard to feel grounded and allow things (laughs) into our experience and what's been powerful for me with that walking recently is actually I have felt you know as we're ascending evolving going through all these changes it's it's going to come up all the time so where where can I find that footing and really feel supported by the earth yeah then like so powerful. And I noticed because I did it barefoot and I didn't do it for a long time. I like walked around a tree twice and I was outside and like laid down in the grass and all of that. But my feet actually felt different in my shoes after like the energy, whatever I was holding in my body was released through the earth. Yes. Because I'll get a tension pattern all through my right side. Yeah. And it like went away. I was like, oh, well, I guess I don't need to go to the chiropractor or have assistance with this or whatever. Right. Y'all, I, that is so powerful what Ashley's talking about. And this is so powerful because a lot of what I do in my work with um, mm-hmm. my clients too is getting them connected into the earth. And then from there, from an, I'm very energy, I'm very energetic based. Um, I don't, mm-hmm do anything else as much, but very energetic base is I begin to see clients or they'll begin to feel their feet 
open up like little portals almost mm. and our feet, right? Open up like little portals and all of the energy or the tension or that energy movement we're holding on to, I start to see actually mother earth starts to grab it out and she takes it or we push it out and she takes it. Right. And like we know, Mother Earth is the deepest alchemizer there is, you know, maybe you know that or not, but she is. She's one of the deepest alchemizers, you know, we can alchemize ourselves as humans, that's beautiful and amazing, but actually Mother Earth is like 20,000 times better at it than us, mm -hmm. right? And I start to see that a lot when I connect my clients and it's a big part of my healings is getting them connected into that earth, allowing the feet to open up like little portals. I literally see them open and all of that energy that's no longer serving you or is stuck or stagnant or it's old looping beliefs or patterns starts to pull out from the feet into mother earth. And sometimes I'll even see uh, just from an energetic and standpoint, start to see like mother earth, almost like grabbing out, like almost like weeds out of the body out from the feet and it starts grabbing the energy and pulling it out and it's powerful people well, happened <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying i'm like ashley already knows what i'm talking about because she just experienced it that's exactly what happened right your feet opened up you allowed them to open up mother earth took all of that stagnantness and she alchemized it in into the earth right and released it to unconditional love. So mm -hmm. I think that's so beautiful. Such a like moment there. I was like, wow, yeah, that's exactly what I see too. <laughs> that's so cool. Cause I didn't, I didn't think about it that way. Like I knew the energy was leaving, Yeah. <laughs> but I have never thought of like the feet as portals and that's so cool. Yeah. The feet. Seen that. The feet are huge and so are the palms, right? So when we're releasing stagnant energy, I'll see the feet and the palms. The palms will also open up like little portals. And I'll see, even if you put your palms on Mother Earth, you'll see energy come out of the palms because if you've ever worked with, through PTSD, y'all, or been working through trauma response in the body, you probably feel it. I don't know about you, but I start to flail my arms a lot. Like mm -hmm. I, in my wrist, through my arms, like it's in my arms a lot. Mm -hmm. So my palms, I know when I can connect them, open them up and connect them into ground, Mother Earth will um, help me to release some of that stagnant energy out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love little that. support tools. Yeah. And it's making me think like it's no mistake that I was attracted to living in Colorado because I love being outdoors and I grew up outdoors, but nature is just like you're saying mother earth is the greatest alchemizer like nature just even going outside and being in the sun um yeah. and breathing fresh air oh that you. right there can just pull you back in right into the present moment mm -hmm. um and i think that's what ashley and i are both talking through all of these tips mm -hmm. and tools and tricks we're giving y'all mm -hmm. i think that's at the bottom line yeah Pulling back in it's pausing Mm -hmm. pulling back into the present moment dropping back into the body pulling your energy in and feeling back into this present moment and from there so much more clarity is available mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. us even as i feel my voice slow down myself pause the energy pull in here mm -hmm. i even have a little more clarity in this moment mm -hmm. do you feel that yeah i do yeah. That's the bottom line, I think, that we're both talking about. It is. It is. And it's probably 
one of the most challenging for when people are in a trauma response. Like the last thing you want to do is like feel anything. Oh my gosh, right. Um, and noticing, like I have been more intentional in noticing when I want to escape the present moment. Mm, yeah. What does that look like first? So some people can know. What does it look like to escape the present moment? For me, like, I just want to, like, snap my fingers. It's like some thought, like, oh, I need to divert my attention over here because this could be more important. Or I'm going to think about the post I just made on Instagram, and maybe I need to go back to it and do something. You know, it's like these, it's, it's these, like, pop-offs that are all over that just want to take your attention away from what you're doing right now, whether it be this conversation, whether it be eating a meal, whether it be when you're in exercise and where you want to start telling stories about what you need to do after or why you're not good at what you're doing. Yes. All those avenues like start popping out. I know one that I reached to is, um, eating, Mm -hmm. um, and like maybe even binge eat, not as much binge eating, but I start to reach for Mm -hmm. like a snack or I'm going to be like reaching crinkling for something to like, Oh, that like in my body, like, Oh, that feels a little too heavy right now. Let me go get the potato chips. (laughs) Right. That's one that I use. And I've really been having to look at. Mm -hmm. That's not hard. Yeah. And food is food can be grounding for us. Like I think any time we're having an emotional response, I think a majority of us, all of us, I'd probably say want to reach for food or do reach for food. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's been hard. And also with food and trauma responses also, um, I've noticed that a part of me dissociating or but letting my energy come out of my body is actually connected with sugar. Also, mm-hmm. when I have high, high doses of sugar, mm-hmm. it exacerbates my dissociation. It exacerbates of like my energy starting to come out of my body. I have sugar. Oh, I'm coming all the way out. Like mm-hmm. it's um, sugar is a really hard, fine line. I have to walk on mm-hmm. with my body and my responses and I tend to reach for that sugar when I'm trying to self-soothe, but it ends up making the problem worse. Mm-hmm. Yes. That makes complete sense. Yeah. It like almost mm-hmm. starts raising me up more. It's like puts that sugar in my body. So I'm like even more hyper arousal, even more like more energy flowing through. And I'm like, whoa, this feels worse. So that's mm-hmm. another one. You might reach for sugar. Caffeine is mine. Okay. Yeah. Like I can be okay, like drinking coffee and then I'll, um, sometimes it's just like that warm cup. So now I have tea instead that's caffeine free, (laughs) but I could like extend it further into the day. And then it's just like too much coffee. So it's like the same thing with sugar. Like it's just on this loop. It just becomes like the loop that you're looping. (laughs) Yes, it does. So y'all seeing that starting to, I say, becoming really curious and aware Mm -hmm. what you're reaching for at what time. 
-hmm. And that really started to help me notice like what I'm reaching for at what time. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are ways we kind of just talked about ways of how to pop out or how to escape the present moment. Do you have another one, Ashley? Well, I was going to say with that. So what are the thing that you're reaching for? having the awareness and curiosity around that and the curiosity being what is it that I'm not giving to myself that I actually need to give to myself. Ooh, that's good. Because it's like we're reaching, but there's something here that needs attention or, and maybe it's a nap. Maybe it's like a break from, because I know when I get in that, it's usually around like a work thing. Like I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I have to do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. a really good thing to think about. So when I'm reaching for that sugar or I'm reaching for those things, then what is it over here that I'm not feeling or not doing for myself? Mm, I'm really going to play with that. Yeah. Because the th- when you were doing the folding energy earlier, I thought about how it is so challenging. And I think you spoke to this a lot, you know, last year between then and now of opening our hearts. Like it's really, when you're in a trauma response, you can't open your heart. And our heart also brings us to the present moment. Um, So a movement that I have been doing to open the heart is like this opening, just like this movement. And I rock through my hips too, like front to back. Okay. Um, so she's kind of, will you explain it so people on the on mm-hmm. the podcast can like understand what we're doing? So a lot of times when we're in a trauma response, we're not, we're a little more hunched over and closed off. And we were talking earlier about posture. So we want to bend at our elbows just nice and lightly and let our shoulders drop back towards our hips. Like they're going in your back pocket. And you can even put your breath with it so you can breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. So you'll rock back in your hips, rock forward in your hips. So this is where if you want to keep it slow and intentional with the breath, then if you just want to move through the arms a little more when you're comfortable with that, start making your shoulders feel like they're burning a little bit maybe (laughs) but you're still rocking front to back through those hips so the hips are moving with your body does that help yeah kind of so what is that doing it's opening up our heart so i think of it as it's clearing our energy like we're whatever's hanging out out here yes <laughs> moving it yes but yes it's expanding us through our heart mm. like opening it up and shining that light you can even imagine that when you do it beautiful <clears throat> so many good tips I think it opens up your breath too yeah right <laughs> like i felt that too yeah i felt that too it feels so good Mm-hmm. And I think the last point we're going to touch on, I really love how Ashley talks about the heart. Mm-hmm. And when we're in a trauma response, like I know myself, that is the last place I want to be. That is mm-hmm. the 
last place I want to drop into is my heart and feel and feel the emotion and feel the pain and feel the hurt and feel the sadness. Like I will do everything to run from that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. I know that about myself. Mm -hmm. That's my response. Mm -hmm. But I love how you talk about dropping into the heart is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And when we can live in that heart space, mm -hmm. that just that living in your heart space equals living in the present moment. So when you mm -hmm. hear kind of spiritual people saying, Oh, live in your heart. Mm -hmm. I think it equals just live in the present moment, right? Like those two equal each other. But I also want to say it also is really hard sometimes coming from a person who runs and every second, like I, literally it's, it's very hard for me mm -hmm. to drop into my heart sometimes. When I do, it's beautiful, mm -hmm. but, it's <laughs> it's, but it's not easy for me, you yeah. know? Same. <clears throat> and, and I want that space here mm -hmm. in, this, in this episode, in this live, in this podcast. I want that space here to know that that's okay. Mm-hmm that's okay. Don't shame yourself. Mm -mm. Shame is not needed. And be in your heart as much as you can or can't be. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and, and be like, okay, I'm trying. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes stop trying because I feel mm -hmm. like when I yes. try. Yes, I agree. Right? Right? Yes. And I experienced a lot of shame last year of like, why can't I just be in my heart? Why mm -hmm. can't I not just drop in? Why can I not just speak from my heart? And mm -hmm. I just learned it's because it's from a trauma response and it's because I have work to do. Mm -hmm. It's because I have things in my past that are coming up in my future that I need to work through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want everyone to know that. Um, because I know I got frustrated last year when all these spiritual people are telling me, just drop in your heart. I'm like, fuck off, honestly. <laughs> You're like, what? I thought I was. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> right? So I really want to keep this space open so there's no shame here. Yeah. And, there's, and we want you to know this. it's all open. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can drop into your heart 1%. Maybe for today it's 1%. Yeah. And I think that's like connected to like one easy, it's not that it's easy, um, avenue is that noticing what am I not giving myself when we were talking about our energy running and it's like, well, what am I not giving to myself? Mm -hmm. Whether it's permission to want what you want in that moment or. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I notice what I do not giving myself is love. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Heart. <laughs> heart, now, heart, right? I, I'm not loving myself enough. Mm -hmm. not being, yeah, not being compassionate enough mm -hmm. with myself. Mm -hmm. Those are what I find. Mm -hmm. And I find the ways that I soften into that is pausing. Pausing's, pa taking a pause is the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> take a pause, take a moment, slow things down, get back to that mindfulness, like call, like, you know, just slow it down for a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then from there, I'm guided or usually go back into the response based on how bad I'm running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <That's real. laughs> yeah. And it's, that's okay. Because yeah. it's, 
it's like flexing a muscle yeah. over and over again, because when we are talking about hypo to, um, or hyper to hypo response, like you and I were both saying that we have moved between those extremes and what we actually want to have happen. Like if there's a line between those two extremes, like you want to be able, you want to be a lot closer to that baseline that yeah. you're, you go above it and you go below it, but you come back to that baseline a lot. Yes. Soon. Yeah. My therapist tells me that's the window of tolerance. <laughs> mm. Yes. And I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> um, is there anything else on your heart, your mind, your soul mm -hmm. today? Any message you have to share with the, with the people today? Just what we're saying here is like the way to come back to yourself, to come back to your body. Um, is to take a pause to slow down that doesn't mean you know you may be going your fastest fastest and so that slowing down is just like just a little bit from that and over time ease like anywhere you can find that ease for yourself um, find that breath even just the breath coming back to the breath um, pet a dog. <laughs> Always. Um, <laughs> or a cat. <laughs> yes. A llama. Um, <laughs> any animal. <laughs> any animal. <laughs> Put your hands on Mother Earth, your feet. It's just those, they seem so simple, but they're like the things that we forget when we're in that response. It's like, oh, duh. Yeah the easiest thing you, it might even be that you have to feed yourself i find so many people who like are not eating throughout the day yes or and they wait till the end or whatever so it, you know like you're a baby like pretend you're a baby and you yes. need to do all those things for yourself that you would do for a baby <laughs> yes i love that really take care of that's like saying take care of like you know listen to your body like listen when your body's crying like a baby would be crying mm -hmm. you know it's probably hungry mm -hmm. eat it yeah this is beautiful beautiful advice for everything that's going on in the world right now as we know mm -hmm. um it's july 2020 COVID is still happening we're still on and off like curfews and not and back yeah a lot of back and forth and we're going to say yeah. a lot of trauma and mm -hmm. we're in the middle of you know a big black lives matter movement and a lot of social justice like a lot of change mm -hmm. happening very very quickly which is amazing mm -hmm. but can feel very jarring to a system yeah for someone in trauma mm -hmm. so i think all of these tools we gave today mm -hmm. are so beautiful for this time and for what's happening in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And I think my reminder is to always put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? I know it seems selfish, y'all, but it's so, so needed mm -hmm. because you cannot help the movement. You cannot help the other people if you don't help yourself first. Mm -hmm. Truly, you won't be of help. Not right? At all. Yeah. You'll be in a response and you're going to trigger someone else's response. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take the pause. Yeah. Take the pause or take the moment to move or dance. Take mm-hmm. care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had a friend that um, will still have this friend who yeah. would say, honey, help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so freaking good. Well, Ashley, it's been an honor to have you here today and to talk about these topics and to be open about these topics. You know, in our industry, in the spiritual industry especially, there's not a ton of talk about this right now. There's like a lot of Band-Aid effects going on right now. And I have to kind of point out, there's a lot of bypassing that goes on in the spiritual industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel very honored to talk about the real stuff. Mm-hmm. And to bring light to the realness of trauma, of PTSD, of responses, of emotions in the body and moving energy. Mm-hmm. This is the real shit. Mm-hmm. This is real. Mm. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this work. Thank you for being a part of this community and spreading your light far and wide honored to know you honored to be here with you thank you same Mm. love you i love you so much um if you loved this episode y'all go subscribe comment like i don't even know the podcast thing i i don't even i just put them up i tag us on instagram (laughs) oh yeah no let them know where you can find you on where can we find you on instagram i i I oh yeah um i didn't think about that uh because i thought of like all these other things i'm like oh these people need to know this that i didn't say i know um so on instagram i am ashley depaulis ashley.depaulis okay so that's where you can find me same on facebook um I'm on, I'm in all the places, but mostly on Instagram. Okay. Mostly on Instagram, y'all. And I'm going to drop her handle and I'll, I'll have all your information in your website, mm-hmm. um, in the show notes. So y'all can go to the show notes to find Ashley and to find more about her. And I know you can go to her Instagram and DM her. I bet any money, she wouldn't mind <laughs> you reaching out for any support mm-hmm. or anything else. Um, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. I love you. Thank you, Rebecca. I love you too. Thank you for listening to Healer Unleashed. If an episode has resonated with you or moved you, please feel free to leave a review. Your feedback and words mean so much to us. And I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this work. I honor you. I value. I see you. I love you. Have a beautiful day.